And now for a very special Polly podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to continue eating this. What a yeah, treat. Thank you so much. That. When you feel like you got a nice burst of laughter, you can go ahead and like, mm-hmm. that way I don't have to spike it down later. Yeah. <laughs> That's always my problem. Like, Do you ah! add this too? Favorite. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Your purse? It was no. the straps and there's holes in the sides also. Is this going to require the machine? Because that's probably going to interfere with recording. Probably not. If it does, I won't do it. Okay. Um, she's far enough away that unless like she says something really loud. The machine's really loud. It's the sewing machine. It goes. Oh, okay. Yeah, sewing machine. Yeah. All right, we're recording, so just. And I already have a baseline to get rid of the background noise, so we're good. Cool. I'm post showing. Three. Polywanna Podcast is a collection of stories, opinions, and perspectives about polyamory and the polyamorous lifestyle. The voices you hear, including the hosts, offer their subjective interpretation and don't intend to convince you or shame you. We're just letting you into our vulnerable and complicated little world for half an hour. I'm Rivasacek. Uh, I'm here with my host, David Corelli. Hello, everyone. And our guest today, Catherine Way. Hi. Comedian and poly person. Mm-hmm. That is true. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. We're very happy to have you on. Do I have cookie on my face? Your face no. is like just a cookie. It's just oh, it's, there just it a, is. The there whole it is. cookie is fell. But uh, but also no, Thank no, you. you don't. You're fine. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks, David. <laughs> so tell us about yourself, just as a person. Um, you said that a couple of the things. Uh, I am a comic. Uh, I work in social media. Uh, I am poly. And queer. And, um, huge fucking nerd. Like, I should, no no one should ever fuck me. So, it's pretty cool that sometimes I fuck. You are quite nerdy. Yes. But you're also hilarious. Thank you. I think there's probably, like, a pushback for, like, you, have, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it evens out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. they're, like, wizards, they're, like, shooting the red and there's, the blue. And there's like, been mm-hmm. a cultural shift. Nerds are getting fucked these days. It's it's not a it's not a virgin in your mother's basement anymore. Like mm-hmm. people are going to cons and getting crazy. No, that's very true. That's true, and I'm not necessarily in, in support of that, even for myself. These <laughs> <laughs> uh, scenes should maybe be taken out. <laughs> when I was at high school, all the band kids were really nerdy, and they thought that everyone else else was fucking, and so they would go on band trips and they would fuck so much, and they would come back, and everyone was like, "We don't." Do that. That was like they were so horny in the orchestra pit and stuff. Like, yeah, band kids in my school as well were like really they're really each horny? other on the buses and like yeah, getting and I was a theater kid. Yeah, so it's not same. like we weren't doing. I, yeah, I, I was also in band. Uh, I was really? in theater and band. So yeah. you're a slut. <laughs> Did you do a ton of fingering at that time? Um, for how I looked, yes. Wow. <laughs> The fact that it was greater than zero is frankly (laughs) shocking. Figuring is a lost art. We all got laid a little bit. I did a lot of, let's not, we don't have to talk about our pasts. Um, (laughs) Let's talk about our future. Mm -hmm. I'm going to die. Everyone's going to die. So how do you define polyamory for yourself? Um, Because everyone has a different definition. Yeah, and I think the definition changes depending on the dynamics of the relationships that you find yourself in. Um, But for me, it's more that, like, I see Polly as freedom, but not a Mm free-for-all. You know, I just see it as, like, Mm -hmm. honesty and... I don't know. Like, I just... It's way more natural to me. I don't think it's for everybody, for sure. 
Um, but it's it's very it's like just a natural freedom. Here's a question I have because it's come up with almost everyone. I want to say, uh, do you think there are a lot of poly people out there who believe that this is the natural way that humans in general should act? Because it occurs to me. I hear a lot of people talk about, quote-unquote, those people. I don't think I know anyone who actually believes that way. So I would always yeah. have the same kind of, uh, you know, precursor as you. I would say, like, well, you know, it's not for everyone. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying this is how people should be. And a lot of people use that preamble. And I've never actually spoken to someone who's like, nope, we're doing it right and everyone else is wrong. <laughs> do, you, do you date men at all? I don't. Uh, I speak to men, though. Like, even well, when I'm not dating them. I was but going to say, to... I've literally never heard a woman say that, but I've heard a lot of poly men say that. You know, like the acoustic guitar party poly guy who's oh. like, hey, you can this is poly the natural way, baby. I just hate yeah. Him already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, like, wants your news because it'll make you feel empowered. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, the poly Free guitar the guy, does he play Wonderwall twice? <laughs> <laughs> I also, I get that from monogamous men when I tell them about polyamory. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, that's how we should all be, and that's, yeah. that's how I know I'm in a, a prison. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do yeah. that all the time. I'm mm-hmm. poly. Like, okay. Yeah. Sure you are. Uh-huh. Whatever you say, Travis. <laughs> I'd like to apologize to all the Travises. Travises. <laughs> to the Travisai in the audience. Except for potentially one specific Travis. <laughs> Who is that Travis? The band Travis. <laughs> like fully that they would be polite and cool about it for sure. I really liked what you said about how your definition of polyamory changes based on your relationship. Yeah. that Because that's something I think that subconsciously I do, but mm-hmm. I've never really articulated that before. That's very I think it's the most honest way, and sometimes you can, there's a part of that where you can stifle yourself in doing that, and, and if that's really, like, if you hit that crossroads, then maybe you need to not be in that relationship um, to be fully honest to yourself as well. But, um I've had poly relationships that the, our definitions and our rules change throughout the relationship, too. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, there's a, I've known a, a pregnant woman who was poly who was like, uh, I really want you to stay home a lot more than not right now, like, just during this pregnancy. You know, like, there's there's things that can shift and change within, uh, like, one relationship where the rules change, and I think that that's, like, the most honest way to do it. Mm-hmm. I find myself setting a lot of parameters before I enter a relationship, mm-hmm. and I think maybe that might be why I'm terrible at relationships, but I try to do, like, a rigid kind of, like, these are standards I hold myself to so I don't end up being toxic. I yes. Think, I think a lot of rules are a lot like training wheels. Like, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a bad thing when you're going into something new, especially if you haven't gone into anything like it before. Yeah. To have these training wheels and these safety measures in place, I think... Uh, for the most part, uh, the goal should be to have a lot of them removed, like training wheels, yeah. but there are certain boundaries that, you know, are more like a helmet. It's like, no, you can, yeah. if you want to keep ha- having that level of safety, just like, by the way, you know, if we're going to have sex, you're going to get frequently tested. Yeah. That's not a rule that has to go away at any point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I do, I have, like, two or three rules that are, that don't, do, don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, a lot of them Just do like shift. the structure of the relationship. The hard lines. Yeah, yeah, the hard lines, yeah. Which is usually testing. I also have a no exes rule because I think that that's a really unhealthy decision. Mm-hmm. That that seems like a rule that shouldn't just apply to people you no, have I relationships know. with. That just is kind of also universally. for me, yeah, universally, it's it's so unhealthy, yeah. 
And I think when I date people who have never been poly before and have never been in a situation like that, everyone when they're single has that like you have a bank of exes that you know you can always go back to and fuck. Yeah. (laughs) My you up exes. You up exes. Yeah. Um, Like the one. Everyone has the you up list. Yeah. The second they can smell it on you that you're single. You don't even have to post online. They just text you at 2 a.m. Oh my God. Um, But yeah, it's just a really unhealthy thing. And I notice a lot of people who have never been in poly relationships before. That's one of the first things they ask is like, well, I have like a standby study. And I'm like, if it's, I don't think that's super healthy. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if the relationship, like, is over. There's a reason it's over. Exactly. It There's a continue. reason that you're an ex. And yeah. monogamy probably isn't the reason, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're open to polyamory now. Yeah. No, yeah, I think, and I, you know, that's not something I think about, but I do, you know, even now in a polyamorous relationship, I get, like, those messages from the exes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not that I'm not sexually available, it's that I don't. I don't want to open that door back. No. I'm available, just not to you. Yeah. Story of my life. That's my whole life. (laughs) Not you. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) So your perspective as a queer person Mm -hmm. uh, is a lot different. Yeah. What Um, do you think makes your perspective different? I don't... I'm I'm sure that it's pretty similar to other people who are, like, heteropoly people for the most part, but um, for me as a queer woman, I feel like I am being really dishonest in a a relationship um, and cutting a huge part of myself off if I can't date men or if I can't date women. Um, And it's I've seen it deteriorate a lot of monogamous relationships that I've had. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really do. Like, I feel like a whole part of me is taken away. I've been in... uh, I've been in many abusive relationships, but one that wasn't even really actually abusive, but I wasn't even allowed to talk about how I liked women. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Actually saying that out loud. There it is. (laughs) Woo, we have fun. Um, But yeah, like I, it's, I feel like I'm cutting a part of myself off. So my ideal is, is to usually have a girlfriend and a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So generally, have you had, so you've had partners, I know there's like a standard umbrella of abusive relationships, but do yeah. partners, like generally, is it your experience that they try to restrict your queerness, like to try to yes, absolutely. force it into a hetero? Well, yeah. do, you, do you find that uh, to be the case with poly partners as well? Because I feel like, of course, a monogamous person is going to be like, well, you shouldn't be fucking anybody else. Uh, yeah, uh, I have actually, like, in a lot of my poly relationships that's come out where I can be the woman and you can't have another woman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or I, I can be the guy, but you can't have another guy. That's interesting. I've, I've heard of yeah. the, the, the one penis policy. Yeah, yeah. It's, That's it's, my favorite thing about there. Polly. People yeah. are like, I don't want your dicks on people. Like, yeah. who cares? Like, <laughs> what is it about the dick? Like, yeah. What I've, is wrong with your penis? I, I have to know. <laughs> like, is there something you're not telling just me? Describe <laughs> a little dick. Yeah. <laughs> no, I 100% have had that experience and I and I think that's something because polyamory is so new and unexplored, it's looked at and maybe it's because I'm hetero in a heteronormative way, mm-hmm. which is hysterical because yeah. polyamory is so loose and fluid and it changes well, based on the person. It's the sort yeah. of thing that because I think it's outside of the, of the pale normally, it's kind of like easing in everybody else with baby steps because people who are in relatively heteronormative poly relationships get to, you know, approach people on the outside and just be like, look, I'm just like you, except with this one relatively small change. Whereas people who are in, like, 
gender fluid relationship anarchy, you know, three people raising four different people's genetic children mm -hmm. in one house, things that are relatively outside the pale, they like they might necessarily to... not feel like they have a voice yet, whereas people who are relatively heteronormative or I feel like, you know, as the pendulum swings, like, even uh, more of the, like, queer homosexual poly relationships, mm -hmm. it's... It's so close to what is already accepted that it feels easy to nudge uh, people in that direction. Yeah. But if you're starting from something so far from heteronormativity, I can see how you might just want to keep that to yourself for now for fear of retribution. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I would like to blame it all on men, but it happens with women, too, for me. Mm -hmm. For sure. Turns out people can be shitty regardless. I know. I'm furious about it. Yeah, women do not like hearing that. They're like, wait, we can be shitty, too? I'm a toxic sex predator? Yeah. No, no, no. I don't have no. a penis, I don't think. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you say. Uh, yeah, I do think that people that are trying to make polyamory more like consumer friendly like <laughs> look like this is our nuclear poly family yeah you know what i mean yeah and not that that's bad but i do think it kind of as far as like people being represented in the community goes i think mm -hmm. it can be toxic to the community itself not yeah. just to monogamous people that are like you know googling it yeah no for sure and that's how you try to do, like, if you get invited to a wedding and you bring you, both your partners. not. Well, har so hardly ever is it you're, you're both your partners, but it, you, so you usually have to bring uh, one of your partners and it's maybe not your primary and then you have to explain that. And that's, so you try have to you do that, that nuclear. Yeah. How'd that go? Um, this is the stuff that, like, yeah. I don't, I'm so young and so, like, I would love to bring two guys to Christmas. I don't I even know, care. I, I would love like, to do that, too. <laughs> But, but also, sometimes your relationship um, with your partners is it that way, where you're pretty separate, and I respect those two. Um, I've had both. Um, but yeah, like, I, I went to a wedding with with a partner who was not my primary, uh, and we had a blast, and everybody was pretty accepting, but I still felt like I had to give the wiki, like, the wiki 101, like, 101, just kind of, like, mm -hmm. this is... So just to clarify, yeah. this was a wedding where, where people knew your primary? Yes. Okay. Yes. Interesting. And was like family? Like, does your family know? Not my family. My they, was my family was wedding. not there. Yeah, it was a friend wedding. My family does know, but I kept this hidden for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you do like a come out ceremony? Like, sit everyone down. A hand tying. Like a hand fasting. <laughs> um, <laughs> nope. I was just like, oh shit! I forgot to tell you. I did that. That's the hysterical. same thing about being queer. Like, oh I was God. really like, oh, I forgot to tell you, I've always liked girls <laughs> forever. That's hysterical. <laughs> I, I really like uh, anticlimactic coming out stories. Yeah. Mostly because uh, it's uninteresting when things turn out well. Yeah, but I know. I, I definitely have a friend of mine who uh, basically came out to his parents when, in the middle of doing something else, one of his parents was like, so are you gay? And he said, yeah. They're like, that's what I thought. And then they just continued yes! doing so whatever sweet. was uh, going uh, on. Oh, uh, smash it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I just post stuff on Facebook, mm -hmm. and I liberally add family. And yeah. I just wait for them to pretend it didn't happen at Christmas. Yeah. Because I can see it in their eyes. Like, they yeah. know, like, I'm, my titties are on t-shirts. Like, yeah. they know what's going on. Yeah. They just don't make, you know, like, they're not going to talk Isn't about it. Isn't your mother it. queer? 
Yeah, my mother's gay as fuck. Okay. Yeah. But I also, I wasn't allowed to see, like, my grandmother who raised me uh-huh. didn't let me see my mom when I was oh, younger. Okay. Like, she's very anti-homosexual. Yeah, yeah. So when I was like, I think I like both, my grandmother was like, you're Satan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop talking like your mother. You're yeah. going to hell. Answer your room. <laughs> Is your grandmother, one, still alive? Yes. Two, on your Facebook? Yeah. Dang. But she. Living on the edge. Yeah, but she doesn't, you know, do the. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she has limited privileges with, like, the internet. You know, like, yeah. she doesn't understand a lot of things about life and the internet. What is that relationship? Uh, yeah. <laughs> are you still close? Uh, we went, we had, like, a, so her, you know, we're not close. But we went to, like, my mother's to have, like, dinner with her. And I'm, I'm best friends with my mom. And my grandmother is hated by everyone in my family because she abused a bunch of children. And so <laughs> we're all that sitting does together. Tend I to make you Everyone's like, we've all been hit by this person. And we're just like eating Mexican food. Uh, and her ex husband was there. And it was just very like, wow. and like, I, I caught them. Like, they're all old and decrepit now because they've been, you know, drinking and smoking their whole life. And she like leans over and whispers, like, hey, I'm really sorry about stuff. And then he was like, yeah, me too. Oh, and wow. I like, that like blew Ooh. my <laughs> mind. Like, they're both, you know, like, <laughs> not healthy and they're yeah. just like and so they're you know just trying to make amends yeah. like all right maybe you get the what mm-hmm. so what i was going to say is you know if if her, that relationship isn't super important to you fuck it give her all the facebook privileges like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Going yeah, yeah burn it down you, yeah. you could get I some like, material out of that i really yeah. like riling her up like i think it's oh, yeah. so funny like when i talk about mental health issues and sexuality how like she just it's like a robot that doesn't understand humanity like does yeah. not compute and it's just like a huff you know like <laughs> just a person that's like i don't understand humans like because <laughs> she doesn't anymore everything's changed yeah. like her idea of a human is totally different now you know Poor thing. I, it's such a bummer when people who who have like drank their lives away and smoked their lives away aren't super down to party. Like I just my brain cannot really like yeah. fully process that. Uh huh. I'm like, how did you do all this fun stuff? And now you don't want to do. And now it? you're mean. Like now how are you mean hurts. the whole time? Like I just <laughs> don't get it. They're, they're upset because they're not doing it anymore because they're on <laughs> liver medication. Yeah, that's now true. it's harder. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That is hysterical. No but wonder it's true. they're cranky. Yeah. <laughs> when your whole world changes around you, like, it's scary. Yeah. Like, imagine someone who was, like, taught their whole life to go find a husband to financially support them. And now, two generations later, we're just fucking and dating each other and we call it Polly. Like, to her, yeah. that makes no, there's no reference for that for her. Except yeah. swinging in the 70s, you know? Yeah. I think something like this has always been around if you knew the right clubs to go to. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Just like everything else. Just like, you know, queer lifestyles and, you know, all of the sex orgies and bathhouses like I constantly search for stuff like that I was just, when I was walking like in I googling told googling around the, Houston where the bathhouses are no or? I already know that but I like when, like in history I try to find like queer people in, throughout history and, and like non-monogamous like actual like where the women were empowered and involved polyamorous relationships in history trans folks in history I was just listening in the car to uh, about a, a pro- possibly trans pharaoh which is super baller Ooh. yeah hat, hats wait Hot shep to- oh, I can never Hot say it. Hot shepsut? Hot shepsut. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. There's 
a lot of letters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was saying it over and over in the car, too, because I was like, I'm going to be talking about this for, like, two weeks, so i got to get this shit down. <laughs> I have to learn how to pronounce it, so yeah. I can talk about it to everyone I meet. <laughs> well, it is. I mean, it is there. It's yeah. just not... I, and if you look hard enough, I think that's... I think, statistically speaking, it's probably just the same as it is now. Except yeah. back then, like... Hidden. Yeah. It's yeah. like, we and don't... once again, depending on what society you're in, I, I've, I've read about... Uh, and I wish I remembered more details, but, like, Native American cultures where if someone was transsexual, they're just like, oh, yeah, they're one of the, they're two yeah. spirits. Like, yeah, there's yeah, a term yeah. There's for a whole it, word, and yeah. it was just another way that a person could be. It's like, oh, yeah, that person's this. And yeah. if I recall correctly, they're like, oh, so they're probably, like, pretty well suited to be a shaman. Like, yeah. you got you got this position of power, but like, oh, yeah, they're good at that. Yeah. And not, you know, shunned into the margins of society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sad. People get burned and whipped and... No. They do, which is a fun time sometimes. <laughs> if you're into that. If you ask for it. Yeah. So what would be your message for monogamous people now? Probably not specifically my grandmother. Probably young, <laughs> hip internet people like us. Um, Stop con- commenting on my posts. <laughs> That's what I want everyone to do. Just I hate comments on my posts. Is, is there a way you can <laughs> I don't turn care. That off? I don't care if it's about polyamory or not. Stop commenting on my posts. Do you talk about polyamory on the internet a lot? Yeah. I didn't know you were polyamorous until you mentioned it to me, but I'm yeah. also not on the interwebs. Often. But that was like the second time I had ever met you, and I was there uh, with Kieran, and Kieran and I had had a, like a polyamorous relationship oh, before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do talk about it. I talk about it a lot more on Twitter because I have a, a much bigger following there and it's not like I can say, I can say all the bad words. I can mm-hmm. talk about dick all day long and my mom won't get as mad. <laughs> um, so I, but I do, yeah, I talk about it, um, pretty openly. And now at this point now, now that my, everyone in my family knows and I don't really care, uh, I talk about it on Facebook too. Interesting. That's good. Yeah. I feel like I don't really, like, get on a, a soapbox about it as much as I'd like to. Yeah. You know? Like, I want to be, like, here's the gospel of the poly. Yeah. But to me, like, once once you're just, like, in it, like, it, it, you I get in this bubble, you don't, know? I, I don't think proselytization I don't is a think good so idea. I don't think so. Like, you should try this. It's like, no. Oh, well, I don't think, like, trying it. I mean, just mean, like, educating Be aware this is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just I, being more I normal do, about actually, it. I do, actually, I click on, like, um... I, I don't do any interact, but I do, like, low-key troll, like, poly hashtags on Instagram and watch poly families, like, chill and be that way, and it makes me happy. I, I, did, I did that a lot before So I when you say to. troll... I, I just... Patrols. I mean that in the old way. Yeah, I mean like, that in the like, old way. Like, like troll like for dick. Yeah. Sure. Fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fish dicks. Yep. <laughs> Oh, I don't want to think about this. <laughs> Just go ahead and let that let that linger for a uh, second. My message for monogamous people is: don't comment on my posts and yeah. fish dicks and fish dicks for sure. That's what I want them to know. <laughs> That's what I, I don't. Feel like they I don't. Gain. I don't feel like I definitely don't feel like I need to say something to monogamous people because I feel like the best examples of poly that I ever saw were actual physical examples of people in relationships. There's a lot that you can say to just explain. Existing. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, just being out there uh, and knowing a few of them personally and, like, seeing the emotional honesty. Yeah, like, just mm-hmm. exist. No, I totally agree. Watching watching people be in healthy, 
polyamorous relationships is yeah. as a poly person, you know, because it always feels like, and even when I was monogamous, just like nothing will ever work for me and I'm too sad to date. Yeah. Like, that's just always how I feel. Yeah. And so to watch other people be able to manage those relationships is really heartening. I like it. It's also, I feel important to see it done because it's one of those things that, uh, you know, it's like, okay, that makes sense. Some in theory, but can it yeah. actually work? Yeah. So and there's not a lot when of you examples see of people it. No. actually making it work. Mm-hmm. It is, I agree, the kind of best uh, argument for it. Mm-hmm. I especially like being in contact with polyamorous couples and polycools that have children. Yeah. Because to me, that's that's the part for me being so new to to poly into relationships and having been married and wanting to be a mom so bad, mm-hmm. like that to me is like how am I going to make that happen like I want to be a good mother and I want yeah. a good family and so like in order to prioritize that there are so few examples like seeing a good like poly cool with kids like oh yeah it just makes my heart sing. that's what I troll for on on Instagram because mm-hmm. I want kids too but I I want to have like not not totally like sister wife commune but like pretty close yeah at least you know? like a support system yeah absolutely. yeah I'm the same way yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's super important. And that I think that's also another threshold for people that aren't interested in polyamory or against it mm-hmm. is the whole kids thing. And that, yeah, or like you have to stop being poly once you have a kid or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And so yeah, I, I agree that that it, that's a, where a lot of people kind of draw the lines. Like, oh yeah, that's cool until there's a family involved. So yeah. it is very nice to see multiple examples of poly families being like, you know, you're making this work rather well. Yeah. And I remember when I first started, I always said to myself like. I, do, I think once I have children, I think I'll just... But now, like, I want to make... Like, that's, like, a relationship goal I have is yeah. to be able to, like, do that for myself. And there's healthy this... examples of it, mm-hmm. finally, like, out in the open, which is really cool. There's that show, um, that Showtime show that had the, the reality series that had the two seasons, uh, Polyamory, Married and Dating. Oh, no, I didn't see that. Um, I, oh, I love it. I love it. the first I've heard of this. There's no more. They just had two seasons, um, but they follow, like, several different poly people around and they all have different kind of arrangements and some of them are like a big poly pod and some well, of them are just a triad homework. yeah I guess we have some research you should do. definitely watch it like for me i've got netflix we it can was make this happen. so nice like to see the different versions of poly functioning and healthy and unhealthy too it really highlights like the different ways even just the validity of having like a camera crew do that like yeah. to me like yeah that's, that makes me people happy. are paying that much attention yeah yeah, yeah which is surprising that's mm-hmm. awesome I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, we have we have a, a little more time. Um, how has polyamory changed you in your daily life, rather, in, like, in, in addition to romance? Um, for me, it's really hard now because I am so busy. And so right now, my girlfriend and I are together, but we don't have another partner involved, like, in a salt, like, like she's as a part of the cue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's and we're figuring out exactly what kind of dynamic that we want, and it cha- it would change on the person. Like if I don't vibe with that person, then that then she can just be with them. Um, but goddamn, it's like so hard to make time for for More than one person. Yeah, it's really really hard. It's so difficult, and because I really like my alone time like more than anything I'm else. The same way. That's why I'm poly. So yeah, I can ex- just take a exactly. bath while somebody else goes on a date. Yes. Oh, that, that is fantastic. Yeah, to just be like okay. You know, we cohabitate, so you're going out, and I can make plans, mm-hmm. or I could just sit here. Yeah. <laughs> I use my calendar more than I have ever in my life because of being poly. <laughs> a lot of sense. I really do. And I also, I, I think that even in my general life, I communicate more clearly and more honestly, and I'm a lot more emotionally honest mm-hmm. um, than I've ever been in my life. 
Yeah, like a little more like aware and yeah. I'm really, really careful about other people's feelings and communicating clearly about mine. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, and that's so helpful and beneficial. I noticed my friendships changing a lot too mm-hmm. when I started being more self aware of like what I wanted in romantic relationships. Yeah, then I noticed like how many toxic friendships I had. Where oh I yeah, wasn't getting my alone time where I was being like codependent. You know? Yeah, yep, that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, when will this come out? Next week. Next week? Mm-hmm. Next week. Um, I have, so like basically my monthly comedy show is happening at Rec Room on okay. September 23rd at 9 p.m. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, I have a really cool lineup, one including uh, a burlesque dancer and uh, a f- some special guests from Austin. Ooh. Fun, so, fun, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then um, I'll also be in New Orleans at Hell Yes Fest in October from the 13th to the 17th. Sweet. Yeah. Killing it. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'm very stoked. Yeah, I didn't submit. Everyone's going. Yeah, I, I know. Was like, I'm, Ugh. I'm, the, now there's all the all the stuff coming up, all the festivals coming up that I didn't submit to mm-hmm. that are before Hell Yes. And I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. But at least I'm going to New Orleans. That's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never been to New Orleans. Yeah. I know I need to go. I said I was going to go for my 21st birthday, and now I'm like here at my 22nd. And I'm like, who am I? It's a very horny city. It's, <laughs> it's horny with history. Which is exactly that's my kind your, of horny. That's right up your alley. Yeah, exactly. That's you. You are history horny. Yes, exactly. That's great. You know, uh, I, one of the things I associate that city with is Anne Rice. And it's like that horny Absolutely. history sounds very much uh, on point. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Well, thanks to Catherine Way, the hilarious and the very polyamorous, and to <laughs> David Corelli. I'm Britt Vosacek. This has been Polly Want a Podcast. You can tweet us at Polly Want Podcast with no A in it because I didn't have enough characters. Um, <laughs> and then you can also email us at polywantapodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear your questions and your arguments. And if you have a unique perspective on polyamory, we want to talk to you about it because uh, we would like to hear from everyone in the world before one of us dies. Um, so if we could just get started on the population now, that'd be great. Um, this is presented by Year Zero Podcast. Go check out Year Zero Podcast that produces us that's a great podcast as well um it's local and it's funny and it's cute uh thanks guys bye bye mockingbird network